Welcome to the Men of Action Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and I got the mega superstar supermodel in the house today. I got Dave, who is the Planet Fitness. He should be the spokesperson because he's there every day, <laughs> you know, 4 a.m. fitness series as he tackles obesity, as he recognized that he needed to lose a little bit of weight, and now he's ready to not only defeat obesity, he's gonna crush it. So, Dave, welcome to the podcast, my man. Thank you. It's my pleasure for being here and thank you for having me. Hey, I mean, I just love what you do. Between the daily encouragements, those little cat videos that you unite <laughs> so well with, knowing that you're not just there helping yourself, but also the animals. I mean, come on. Now. If I don't know about man of action, then I don't know what one is. So thank you so much. Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Dave? Dana. Sure, sure. So up until last year, I was I was just an accountant who was in grad school down here in the deep south, doing a little bit of real estate on the side, you know, just trying to make it through the crazy world like everyone else. I just turned 30 years old, uh, you know, nothing, uh, you know, particularly out of the ordinary, just a very normal life. I would describe it sort of middle class American life. And um, at, in last June, I flew for the first time since the pandemic, and I had to get a seatbelt extender, which was probably the most embarrassing uh, thing I've ever had to do in public, at least. And then I came home uh, to my house, and I was walking up the stairs, and I was realized I was sweating, and I was out of breath just from walking up the stairs. And I said, oh, that's, that's not good. And this happened right after the seatbelt extender incident. Oh my god. So I got out I got out the scale. I had just moved. So it was mm-hmm. had to dig through a couple of boxes. It wasn't exactly a priority in my life before then to be weighing myself. And I jumped on the scale just to see, you know, what's going on. And it gave me an error message. And I assumed, you know, I just moved, it's broken, it got broken the move. Who knows what the movers do, right? And then I was thinking about that night, uh, you know, before I ordered something on Amazon. And I realized, I wonder if it only goes up to 400 pounds or what the limit is, and I'm over it. So I checked the next day, and it did indeed only go up to 400 pounds. I say only, like a scale should need to go above that. But in my case, Unfortunately, I was getting that error message because I was over 400 pounds, which I probably could have guessed, you know, from the seatbelt extender on the airplane incident or the stairs incident. But, you know, that was sort of my uh, wake up call, as it were, just, you know, sort of going through the motions of life, doing my accounting job, taking my classes. You know, I had been ignoring and lying to myself for a long time about the state of my physical and my mental health and uh, mm-hmm. not being able to get a weight on your scale can be, you know, just a little bit scary because, I mean, I never even thought about that it would be a limit on a scale before that moment. I just assumed you get on it to tell you your weight, right? Like, like yeah. it's not it's not supposed to be an issue. Um, right. And so the next day I decided to uh, start working on a, a diet and exercise. And I had no idea what to do in the gym. I say, I say online that even today, I still really don't know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm not a nutritionist and you'll find experts telling you to eat and do all sorts of different diets, eat this, eat that. Everybody has the opposite advice. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to dive in. I'm going to do something radically different than I have before. And after about four weeks of sort of stumbling my way through some initial diet and exercise at the end of June of 2022, I finally got 399.9 on the scale, which sounds like a big number, but it was a pretty big scale victory to me to not not see that error message anymore. So I take that as my official starting weight because I don't know what my official starting weight was, but 399.9. And as of last week, I think I'm down to 307. So down about 90 some pounds, depending on exactly where I started. And, and as I say, I have a long way to go and, and a lot to learn, but that is sort of uh, that's the Dave Dana story for the last 10 months. <laughs> no, that's 
That's awesome, though, that you can't use that as your starting weight at the 399 and losing well over 90 pounds. I mean, that's mm -hmm. remarkable. Thank you. And I can't imagine being that much overweight nor having to get a seatbelt extender. I know even I'm yeah, not going to know about a seatbelt extender. I've yeah. heard about having to um, maybe rent out another seat or two. I mean, mm -hmm. I've heard of that. Well, I found out the hard way they do exist and sometimes you need them. Uh, although I guess we probably shouldn't need them, but, but yeah. And so, I mean, that was really, that was one of the first events sort of in public because, you know, the pandemic happened. I've been yeah. mostly working at home. I hadn't been traveling a lot, you know, and just on top of like, you know, mental health issues and stress and work anxiety, school stress, and then everything going on with the pandemic, you know, my weight had been, my weight had, uh, you know, ballooned up to a point and been sort of not allowed to, but I hadn't even fully recognized it because I wasn't flying. I wasn't traveling. You know, I was just, you know, those couple of years, there were a lot fewer corporate events, a lot fewer social events, a lot fewer everything events. And so, uh, you know, I really uh, had to make some drastic changes, you know, fairly quickly because that, you know, at that type of weight, it wasn't like, oh, I need to lose 25 pounds or even 50 pounds, right? Even a hundred pounds, right? It was like, I need to lose some number that I don't know, but it's above 200, right? And like, that's not a, that's not a small amount of weight. It's probably my, you know, it's probably half my body weight. It's a full adult human man, right? Like, you know, like it's, it's um, more than just, you know, eat a little more salads, go for a walk. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's drastic changes. And, you know, I just turned 30 years old. I was in this new house. You know, thinking about potentially, you know, a future as a father, as a, you know, a husband, wanting to be a healthy role model for future children, wanting to be around for a long time, wanting to make sure my parents didn't have to bury me, right? So a lot of, uh, you know, once once that seatbelt moment happened, then I couldn't get my own my own my own weight on the scale, and then thinking about how I just had my thirtieth birthday a couple months before that, uh, you know, a lot of deep thinking started happening, and and I just, you know, I had to I had to start making some drastic changes immediately. Yeah, no, I'm glad you did. I mean, we all have different versions of a wake-up call. I'm glad mm -hmm. that you not only you answered the call, really, you took action to get your life better. And and as we know, just eat a little bit less calories and just start working out. And even if you don't know what to do, just show up and do the best you can. And since your journey began, have you been like, I, I see a lot of you posting pictures of yourself working out, but do you have someone at all that you work out with that can give you a little bit more guidance? I do to an extent. The issue with me is one of the things I wanted to do early on was build a routine that was going to be slow and steady and sustainable, okay. not do some sort of crash diet or fad diet and oh, not do one of those like biggest loser things where I'm exercising a ton of hours in a day. And why I say that is because unfortunately, or I mean, it's worked out for me. So maybe fortunately with working a full-time job and being in grad school, the only time I could build it into my schedule was early in the morning. So there's been plenty of people who've offered to help. And I have had a few sessions with a trainer, but I do get there between like 4.15 and 4.30 AM. And I'll tell you, there's not a lot of trainers who are going to show up with me at that time in the morning. But um, what I've done is I've taken it very slowly. I've had a few sessions. I've been looking online a lot. Of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been giving me some lifting tips as well, which has been kind of mind blowing. But my strategy in the gym, because I don't know what I'm doing, and I certainly didn't know anything, you know, nine or 10 months ago when I first went in was that I'm walking in there at over 400 pounds. So, and I'm still walking in there every morning, right at over 300 pounds. So really for me, 
It was to take it slowly. It was to take it steadily. It was to not risk injury because I wasn't sure that my mental health could take a setback like that. And to recognize that doing pretty much any exercise for 30, 40 minutes at 400 pounds was going to burn a couple hundred calories, was going to get my heart you know, right up was going to get my blood pumping was going to get me sweating. Because honestly, like, every time I stood up and sat down, you know, that was like lifting 250 pounds, right? You know what I mean? So, so I, I wanted to make sure exercise was part of my journey. But I wanted to make sure I wasn't stressing about it. So I was like, I'm going to go five days a week. And I'm just going to take my time and learn how to exercise and learn what to do over six months, over a year, over two years, however long it takes. And at the same, the same thing with the diet, right? My diet needed to change drastically, but I didn't want to stress about it. I didn't want to worry about it, right? There's so many people when you look on like nutrition, Twitter, or even just anywhere on the internet where they get caught up in these like minutia and these little details, like should you really eat like broccoli? And it's like, that's not my issue, right? My issue isn't whether I should or it's that I weigh over 400 pounds. Like the, like an individual food that I wasn't quite eating perfectly wasn't my issue. It was a massive amount of binge eating far too much fast food and junk food and highly processed food and soda and alcohol, right? Like it wasn't these little tweaky details. So what I wanted to pick, what I wanted to make sure I did was find something that was sustainable that was slow and steady and that allowed me to learn and to tweak as I went. And I wanted to make sure that I was seeing a doctor at the same time, getting some blood work done, right? Cause I, I don't want to learn a year or two down the road that I, you know, I, this was all wonderful, but I, my, I've been eating way too much sugar and now I'm diabetic, right? Or, you know, something like that. So, so I, you know, every, every guy who gets to that size, I think, has tried dieting and has tried exercising before and has failed over and over. And I think there's some sort of saying about doing something over and over again, expecting different results is the definition of insanity. So I didn't want to just do the same things over and over. So I wanted to take a different approach and I wanted to take my time. And the other thing is I wanted to post accountability pictures. I'm not a social media guy. I had never done it beforehand. I don't have like a personal Instagram or anything or another Twitter. I just, wanted to post under my real names for accountability purposes, gym selfies and weigh-in selfies so that I couldn't lie to myself anymore because there was a picture that was on there. I couldn't pretend, oh, you know, I'm doing great. If it's just obvious, I, well, I, you know, I can see my weigh-in weight from three weeks ago. And it's the same as now. So I'm not doing great. Right. <laughs> right. So, so that's, that was part of the journey as well for the first time, instead of bottling it all up and pushing it all down and doing it in private and lying to myself and failing, I was going to do it in public. I was going to do it slow and steady. I was going to do it under my own name. So I had an accountability trail of gym selfies, of weigh-in pictures, of food I was eating. So I could look back on it and see, am I really making progress or am I, you know, because I can lie to myself in a mirror pretty easily. Right. But if I have, if I have this big, long trail, I thought, I thought, you know, maybe it'll work this time. And, you know, I can't say for sure since I'm less than halfway there, but 10 months in, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how it's going. <laughs> well, I got to say, just I love how you do your comparison pictures. Yeah. You, for not being a social media guy, you do a really a phenomenal job because Thank you. especially the zoom in picture, there's a picture where you just look, your face yes. kind of looks like more lethargic. You just look very pale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And just so drawn out, tired, sluggish and just like miserable like you look terrible honestly yeah i look 10 years older too yeah you're like vibrant you're alive and you can really tell how much gains i mean i've noticed i mean i've been following you for a couple of months now yeah 
And I, it's been so cool to see your journey and like how much you progress and seeing yeah. the weight come off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're in like the span, I think I've been following what, let's say three months at least. Mm -hmm. And just like the smiles, you're getting up there, you're encouraging other people, doing some snapshots of other people. <laughs> Yes, to I try. Also on the weight loss journey, and somehow you got. I got to love Twitter for this, and how however the algorithm works, because now all I'm getting are two main things: <laughs> people wanting to be sober and people yeah. wanting to lose weight. There you go. <laughs> positive like, trends. Positive trends. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's why it's so important to to have, and especially with Arnold. I mean, the yeah. goat. The, the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who made bodybuilding bodybuilding kind of giving you yeah. a shout out and like yeah. all the platforms have been able to go on. I mean, you're you're just an incredible man who just and you know, just a typical guy, honestly, who wanted to lose some weight and encourage some other people. And now you become this honestly, I know it's a little bit early probably says, but supermodel for other people <laughs> to lose that weight. Like I remember I watching that. the times during the pandemic, watching um my 400 pound life, my 500 yes. pound life, something yes. like that. Yeah. And I love, I have a love and hate relationship with that doctor on that show. Yes. He's a bit brash, but he, he is knows, very brash. Yeah. He knows he needs to be a little bit brash because he knows that if you don't change the mindset, the weight's going to come back. Yeah, and it's a true. tough procedure. Yeah. Liposuction and all yeah. that. It's tough. But what I also love about the show is that they also tackle the mental health issue. That yeah, really I, these people who are drastically overweight have some type of mental health challenge. A lot of yeah. it's trauma, a lot of it's depression and anxiety. And when you have all those, you don't really feel motivated to do anything. And food is such a comfort. That's how Absolutely. we get through life is through comfort. So Absolutely. And I try to talk about that. It's more difficult for me to discuss because, you know, I can't show people a picture on a scale. I can't show people two different gym selfies that are nine months apart, right? But the mental health journey has been more important than the exercise, honestly, and probably equal to the diet, right? I think a lot of mm -hmm. times, you know, people fail a lot. I'll speak for myself. I failed in the past because I didn't tackle the mindset side. I didn't tackle the mental health side, especially we as men have real difficulty talking about topics like anxiety or stress or depression. And so, it's still hard for me to talk about because again, people ask me all the time for like advice and whatnot. I'm like, I'm really not an expert and like, I'm just tweaking things as I go. But I know that one thing that has been different about this time taking this journey that has apparently at least so far, you know, 10 months in worked is that I have been far more open and honest with myself about some of the pressure I was putting myself on, some of the stress I was feeling, some of the anxiety that was building up, some of the depression that was happening, probably some like food addiction or binge eating stuff that was going on, right? And, you know, to get over 400 pounds and still gaining by 30 years old, it's not just that you're like, drinking too many sodas, right? There has to be a mental component there to get you to be more than double the weight you should be, you know, by the time you hit 30. Um, and so, I, I think I said this, but like exercise for me doesn't actually, I don't think lose me that much weight. I don't burn that many calories. However, mm -hmm. it provides a huge boost to my confidence, a huge boost to my mental health, a huge boost to my optimism, makes me feel positive and productive when I've done my exercise for the day before the sun even rises. And then where the weight loss comes in is the diet and the mental health and the mindset part of it. And I, you know, 
like you said, I try to talk about it sometimes and other people are, you know, not the only one, of course, but it's just such a critical component. And I think it's very, I know it's very hard for men to talk about because I, you know, I, I'm one of the ones who didn't talk about it up until, you know, five or six months ago. Right. Well, there's just a lot of stigma against guys talking about mental health. Like we have to have it all Absolutely. together. Yeah. Especially with sometimes with certain communities kind of coming up, like, you know, that doesn't exist. Like anxiety yeah. doesn't exist. I'm immune to all that stuff. And it's just like, there's different levels of anxiety. Of course. Of course. Let's see you off type, type of yeah. deal. Of course. But in all seriousness, I mean, sometimes that little bit of anxiety can be good in yeah. small doses. Yeah, like absolutely. You, it's a motivator. It's yeah. a wake up. Definitely was. Yes. Now it's important to then be honest with yourself so that way you can better take care of you. And that's the one thing I really emphasize with a lot of people when I coach them and uh, do this professionally is tell people, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to yeah. stop lying to yourself saying everything's okay, everything's dandy, because everything's not dandy when you have a basically a donut here, a pizza here, and somehow you got the third arm coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think it's very critical that for me, at least early on in the process was that look in the mirror, you know, I'm not advocating that we men sit around and talk about our feelings all the time. I don't think that's, you know, necessarily right. great for us either. However, just admitting that to get to me to be over 400 pounds while I'm, you know, successful professionally, you know, in a relationship, I, great relation with my parents, right? There has to be something going on in my head. There has to be something mental health wise in my head that's causing me to have this issue related to eating and related to weight. And there's no shame in admitting that if it's followed up then by tackling it, by working on it, by taking, you know, even just baby steps towards those goals every single day. And, you know, I still have bad, bad physical health days, bad mental health days, right. But I'm in a much better position that I will continue to work on it. I'll continue to talk about it when I need to talk about it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, we don't talk our feelings all the time, but we can't also right. just pretend they don't exist and we never have them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be lying to yourself. So, I mean, really the best way to really do it is to recognize what you're feeling and think to yourself, okay, what can I do about it? Yeah. What can I do? What, what do I have control over in a situation? Especially when it comes to, you know, binge eating, um, bulimia, anorexia, a lot of things that people go through, especially with, you know, with men, especially with bodybuilders. I mean, they go through a lot of those body right. images. Yeah, and that, yeah. And that yeah exactly. Because of the muscles and the genetics and, you know, it's basically called body dysmorphia. Really, absolutely. That you don't yes, like your body. Absolutely. So... Yeah, I find often in, 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 in these, in basically everything almost, not everything, but a lot of things in American society these days, we are captured by extremes, whether that's in politics, mm -hmm. whether it's in the culture wars, whether it's in our diet, our exercise, right? We have, you know, I don't know if we call it like bigorexia or whatever it is when you get those massive bodybuilders, right? And then we have anorexia. And then at the same time, we have whatever it is, my 700, my 600 pound life, like all these all these right. extremes, uh, you know, and the same with the diet, right? Only eat meat, never eat meat, right? Oh, same with exercising, right? Never do cardio, only do cardio, right? It's just, that was 
part of the issue that I had at prior times when I started this journey and failed before was information overload. Was there so much information? There's so much entertainment. There's so much infotainment, right? How do I cut through the noise to find the signal? And I just thought, you know, it, at this point, I'm going to try something and I'm going to tweak it along the way physically, mentally, with the diet, spiritually, with my faith, right? And we'll just, we'll see how it goes. We'll give it a few months. We'll document the process. And I, you know, I'm not looking, you know, to get super skinny. I'm not looking to get super jacked, but like I need to be healthy so that I can get some of those opportunities so that I can see some of those opportunities that are out there in front of me, you know, so my blood work can look good. My scale looking good. So I can look good so I can feel good. And uh, I really had to put aside a lot of those initial uh, sort of feeling of uh, helplessness and overwhelmingness when you first get on the internet and look for like, what should I do with a diet? And it's just like, boom, everything. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much you, uh, you would get, well, you should go vegan, you should go carnivore. Exactly. Should go I gotta say, I yeah. think one of the one times, and I love that you do this, like rate my play, I love that. Rate my play with Dave, so. Gotcha. That's right. <laughs> you got a great chef, I gotta say. Like the way you're cooking and everything, you make me happy half the time. Thank I you. I'm learning it. I can pretty much cook only one thing, but I cook it over and over and it tastes great. Steak and chicken. Yeah, and that That's right. Yeah. It's working for me. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, but I remember like you post, I said, hey, it looks really good. Maybe just add some vegetables, get that fiber. Yeah. And like it just blew up because it was just like, um, haha, you don't know what you can do. You can eat whatever you want. As long yeah. as you really understand now, and then nope, you think you know all your stuff. You just all you have to do is just eat meat. That's all I do. I'm like, it's crazy, man. It's guys, crazy. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, just uh, especially when you're trying to lose weight, you don't have too much protein because that if you, especially with you, you're not working on you know excessively no, at this no, point. No, no, I do. More yeah, I know you don't have any. <laughs> yeah. So you said how much it hurts you and everything else that so you want to take it easy and gradually get into it. And if you have too much protein, you don't burn out, that can become extra fat. Mm-hmm. So that way it can yeah. be that, you know, preventing you from losing that weight. So, Absolutely, yeah. It's crazy. But, it's crazy so whenever, you post, whenever you post a gym selfie or a food picture or pretty much anything else online, it's amazing that you can, in, I mean, like, Maybe I didn't realize this, I guess, because again, like I didn't do social media before. And I didn't expect them yeah. to follow me, but now that there is following, like they'll just be like a hundred comments, just like completely contradictory. And, and again, it's just like, yeah, you know, like this, you know, <laughs> this is like, this is the problem that I do think a lot of like very morbidly obese people, like I still am and like I was, you know, a hundred yeah. pounds ago, have is that like these people look like they know what they're doing, they look like they're in shape. Some of them have impressive yeah. credentials and they're they're saying the polar opposites. <laughs> well, that's why you should always consult with your doctor and your nutrition. Yeah, absolutely, yes, yeah. I, mean, yeah. And that's that's I know that you've been posting your blood work and it just, it's amazing how just in a year, how much it's improved. Yeah. So that was another thing. I had avoided going to the doctor for probably close to 10 years. I mean, I hadn't been probably since I was I don't oh. know, like a freshman in college, whenever you have to go like to get those like college paperwork signed or whatever, but way back yeah. in the day. So, you know, that was probably what 2011 for me. And then I don't think I had gone probably since then until uh, September of 2022. 
Um, and I had like, I'm, you know, I'm an accountant, right? I had insurance pretty much that whole time. And so it was just because I didn't want to see the results. I knew what they were going to say. I was, I was busy deluding myself and lying to myself. Right. I, uh, and so, but part of the, part of the journey a few months in, right. Cause um, you know, you have to get, uh, you know, intake and whatnot. So it took a few months. So I started the journey in June and I had my initial doctor's appointment in September. And a lot of the numbers were right at the sort of like scary range. Like A1C was in the pre-diabetic range, glucose in the pre-diabetic range. My resting heart rate was over a hundred, which is concerning. Blood pressure was 140 over like 90, which again, is like, you're not, not super concerning, but also like concerning because you're 30, right? It really right. shouldn't be anywhere near there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, LDL was a bit too high. Triglycerides were a bit too high. And so that is when in September of last year, I decided I needed to tighten up the diet so far. And I had already lost, you know, I was probably down to like 370, 375 at that point. So I thought I was doing good. And then all this blood work came back and he was like, you're, you're, we're borderline medicating you for like four different things. And I was like, oh, so like not, I'm not doing so good. <laughs> but then, but then I tightened up my diet. I stepped up my exercise a little bit and I went back at the end of January and the A1C had dropped into the healthy range. My resting heart rate was at least not in the hundreds or nineties or eighties anymore, although still higher than I'd like. My blood pressure was mm -hmm. down to 126 over 77. You know, a lot of numbers, triglycerides and LDL had dropped, which is what part of what I was really worried about because you see my rate, my plates, I do eat a lot of meat, right? but they're both moving in the right direction. Not quite ideal yet. But again, back in January, I was still, you know, 340 something pounds. So I'm, I'm hopeful that I, you know, plan on getting the blood work done twice a year. I think that's what my insurance will pay for. But I wanted to make sure, like I said at the beginning, that this was slow, steady and sustainable. And part of that is, you know, checking with the doctor twice a year, getting the blood work done, right? We can't be can't be out here doing some sort of diet that's going to backfire or that I, I can't keep yes. up long-term. So that's, that's uh, all part of the journey. Although to be honest, I'm, I'm really not a fan of going to the doctor, but I made a commitment to myself. We're going to go twice a year, get the blood work done, get the, get the physical done and, uh, and take it from there. I don't think anyone's really a fan of it. No. The doctor. I don't think I've Definitely ever met not. anyone that just says, Yeah, I love going to the doctor. Can't imagine. All that stuff is more of a, <laughs> what they're going to say absolutely absolutely but it's important especially if you have insurance and you're paying for it. i mean it's one of those benefits that we get that we yeah. should really be more yeah. and more diligent yeah. and especially if you have health concerns like me right like i was you know i hadn't ever had blood work done before but there was no way i was you know over 400 pounds and, and had good blood work right i mean you know, like that was there was i mean i didn't i didn't want to see the numbers but at the same time i needed to see the numbers so that i could start making some progress on them and you did. I mean, that's why you're totally a man of surely. action. I mean, totally you surely, yes. You really said, it. and I love that you're so you're careful and you're smart about taking Appreciate it slow that. and gradual. That's really smart because I knew back when I was a, uh, I was in grad. I think it was my first year. I think it was my first year in grad school. I want to say. Mm -hmm. like, I remember talking to someone who wanted to get healthy. And this is someone who would drink, let's say, 64 ounces of coffee, cream and sugar, and a lot. They had yeah. a lot. Yeah. They, they were working a lot. They did a program in a year, which you could. If you graduate, so I graduated yeah. with social work. So if you had social work as a bachelor's, yeah. you went for yeah. you could actually do the program in about a year. Wow. And not the smartest. It's mostly just get it done and get it quick. Yeah. yeah. Teach their own. 
Um, but this person wanted to go to be completely healthy. I'm like, okay, just go slow because you're drinking like yeah, yeah. a lot of coffee. A lot of sugar. <laughs> you make yourself absolutely. Sure enough, they did. They were sick mm -hmm. for a few days because they went from immediately glass of coffee, 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 cream. They crashed. Absolutely. So please be careful and consult your doctor, consult nutritionists, consult like the experts who know what they're doing, who can do this safely. That's the most smart you can be. And, and even doing a slow and steady, even doing a slow and steady yeah. weight loss, if you do two pounds a week, something like that, you know, that's over a hundred pounds in a year, over 200 pounds in two years, you know, and that, I, I mean, depending on what your starting weight is, right. But over 400 pounds doing right. two pounds a week is very sustainable over 300 pounds. Like I am should be very sustainable right again. Like obviously consult with your doctor, but I I've done those fad diets, those crash diets before where you lose 10 pounds in a week, you lose 25 pounds in a month, something crazy. And you always fall off the bandwagon. You always feel miserable doing it. And then you always gain all the way back. And then some, and it's like, I, that's exactly what I didn't want to do again this time. Right. It's like, it's time, it's time to take a year. It's time to take two years, right? Do it slower, do it steadier, find something that'll be sustainable. Hell, take, I'll take, I'm happy taking three years, right? You know, not exactly right. the ideal, hey, but as long as, it's hey, worth, as long as it comes up and doesn't come that's back. Exactly that's right. Right. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, and pretty much what you're doing is what's called the harm reduction theory, which means you slowly mm. change your life, you slowly take away things. So for some people, if they say they drink 10 pops a day, as yeah. I might be drinking eight pops and then gradually going there. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a gradual process. It does take longer. And I know people don't like baby steps, but baby steps, babies. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. how you're going to really improve your life. It's, it's a little bit of time. I talk to people all day long. They expect their lives. They are so unhappy with their lives. They want to do a complete 180 in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And Versus find out like one or two things to focus on and then going from there. That's what you did. You focus on getting up at 4 a.m. and going to the gym and doing yeah. whatever you could. Yeah. But that was just showing up that day. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And even with my diet, like the first things I did, I didn't know what to eat. I wasn't sure what would work for yeah. me. I wasn't sure what the most healthy approach was. But at this point, at over 400 pounds by 30, I knew what I should probably stop eating or what I should cut back on. So the first thing I did when I was starting my diet wasn't eating healthy per se, but it was cutting out what I knew was unhealthy. So I cut out a lot of the ice cream, a lot of the soda, a lot of the fast food. If it got, if the food got handed to me through my car window and I ate it alone in a parking lot, I stopped doing that. Right. It wasn't necessarily that what I replaced it with was like the highest quality, like grass fed organic vegetables and whatnot. But I was cutting back on a lot of the junk food, the fast food, the processed food, the packaged food, the alcohol, drinking my calories, because I realized that all that stuff was kind of bad. And then months later, you know, after I had that blood work done, after I'd lost 35 pounds, mm -hmm. I started, I started thinking more about like, okay, like this is good, but I, you know, I'm still eating probably more than I should. I'm still eating like a lot of processed food, even though it's not junk food, it's still pretty processed. I'm still probably eating too late at night. And then I tweaked it more and dialed it in a little more. And again, like, like I say, I'm no expert and, and I'm still tweaking it as I go, right? I'm experimenting a little bit with intermittent fasting. Don't know if I'm a huge fan of that, but I'm tweaking things as I go. I'm seeing what's working, what's not working. And, uh, you know, same with, uh, same with some of the diet, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I guess I'm not one to be here preaching a certain diet or a certain exercise routine, more so just 
if you're at the size I was, start doing something, start eliminating what you know is bad, right? You probably know you should be doing some sort of exercising, mm-hmm. right? I, I can't tell you what to do, right? Because I don't know, right? But but some some activity, right? A couple of times a week. And then as you move, as you learn, as you're taking it slow and steady, right? If this journey of mine is a year long, is two years long, is three years long, heck, if it's a lifetime journey, right? <laughs> I can take my time and figure out exactly my diet and my exercise as I as I go along that journey. Yeah, and again, you're just looking at just being healthy, but not just for you, your future wife, and your future yeah, kids, absolutely. and for your family. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so as you focus, let that be your focus. And yes, I think that's what people get so wrapped up as all of a sudden they want to become this person because they inspire to be. You inspire to be them, but remember, don't compare yourself to them. This is your yes. own journey. If your own journey is going to be healthy. Go from in a year, two years, what have you, from 500 to 400 to 300 to 200, and do it. Just be smart about it, be healthy, be safe, and take action. I mean, that's yes. what we need to do more, Absolutely. is take action. If you have some uh, concerns with your mental health, find a coach, find a counselor, find a therapist. There's no shame, especially with men. You know, there's no shame in seeking out help. It's not a weakness. A weakness is Absolutely. not doing anything about it. Still being insane. Is actually going out to seek the help that you need to live the best life possible. Agreed. Agreed. And those that initial action, that very first few steps, those are the hardest and they're the most important. And then it becomes routine. It becomes discipline, right? It's not easy to wake up at 4 a.m. like I did this morning, like I'm going to do tomorrow morning. But it's a lot yeah. easier than it was nine months ago or 10 months ago. And and I'm thinking about weigh-in Wednesday. I'm thinking about last weigh-in Wednesday. I'm thinking about I'm already down 90-some pounds, right? I can't let Arnold Schwarzenegger down. So I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. Exactly. tomorrow. And if I need to hit news once that's okay but we're not doing it more than once right 410 at the latest i'm out of bed tomorrow morning and if i need a little bit of motivation if the discipline and routine isn't there which it usually is but not a hundred percent right i still have those bad days when i don't want to get out of bed at 4 a.m if the discipline and routine isn't there that's when i think about my future as a husband as a father right Mm -hmm. think about my parents think about the all the opportunities that are there in life professionally academically with whatever side business i want to do right and remember how it felt at over 400 pounds when i saw those slipping away because you know i was busy having difficulty with stairs and folding chairs and seat belts right i you know uh, you know business opportunities were the last thing on my mind right because i was more worried about whether the chair was going to hold my weight and i you know i don't i don't ever want to go back to that. And so for me, the routine and discipline takes over most of the time. But that initial motivation is what gets you going, got got me going at least for the first week and the first month and even the first two months. And even today, when I'm having not so good days, I fall back on that motivation when I need it. And I think that that plays into the mental health aspects and the mindset change that's so critical as as part of the journey. Again, difficult to articulate, and I can't show a scale that shows mindset or anything, but a very very critical part is is that mindset of mental health. Yeah, no, and and you're the man. I mean, Thank you. you're just growing up and you're inspiring so many people. That's what I just love about you, man. Honestly, I appreciate just not it. Not only like you were so brave and courageous, not just to step up and go into the gym, but also to post your journey. Yeah, especially on social media. We both know social media can be very nice and very encouraging, yeah. but there's also a little bit of a dark side of social media. But for the most part, though, I don't see anyone really, I just see all positive and love. Like, 
that flow to you, man, and like everyone that follows you and that even comments. It's been it's been so. surprisingly positive, especially given Twitter's recent reputation. I mean, like it's been a much better experience than I than I would have thought, especially you know given the fact that I'm taking it very slowly and given the fact that I did start very large. Again, it's been yeah. one of those things that was very eye opening to me, and, and I wish I had realized early is just how many people want you know someone in my situation or me specifically to succeed want me to hit my goals want to help want to be supportive want to make me feel like i belong in those places where i might feel like i don't belong like the gym or like the doctor's office or like a therapist's office or like a church right any of those a health food store any of those places that weren't super common when my mental health was bad and my weight was over 400 pounds and also like like posting gym selfies you know on twitter just overwhelmingly positive um, and and like genuinely helpful, which you're right, is not the reputation that social media has, especially this day and age. Right. So, David, as we wrap up, what would you tell someone else in your shoes? Someone who's 400 pounds, they just stepped on the scale and they read an error message. <laughs> yeah. What would what, you tell that person? What I wish I knew earlier and which I which I would have told myself years, years earlier, honestly, is the amount of in-person support that you already have around you and online support that you already have around you that you don't recognize and don't realize because you're bottling it all up inside and you're pushing it all down and you're trying to handle it all by yourself. And I think there's some quote or something where it says like, no man is an island. And that was just critical for me to recognize. And I don't think I had really ever realized it before, but you can ask for help. You can ask for support and people won't think you're a failure and they won't think you're weak and they want to help you. They want you to succeed and they want you to feel like you can reach your goals and chase those dreams, even if you're taking it very slowly and very steadily. And as I have seen and demonstrated, and it's been very surprising to me, that applies both online, but also in person. And I just, I wish that I had recognized that earlier, regardless of the exact diet model you build, the exact exercise plan you follow, mm -hmm. there are people who want you to be successful, who want to take the journey with you to help you along the journey, who aren't going to look down on you. You know, the gym walking in at the first time, very intimidating at over 400 pounds. I don't even think I lasted 10 minutes on the treadmill and I didn't know how to use anything else. And still intimidating some days walking in when I see the parking lot's a little more full, although it doesn't really get full at 4 a.m., but I see a few more cars than normal at 300 pounds. And despite those initial concerns and that initial intimidation has been one of the most supportive, one of the most inclusive, one of the most helpful groups of people uh, that I could have ever imagined and be completely surprised by. So again, those places where you don't feel like you belong, you feel like you're out of your comfort zone, I would encourage you to take that first step and to try uh, to recognize, and I know how hard it is because I didn't do it for years, that the people in those situations, they're, they want to help you and they want to be there for you and they want you to succeed and they're not going to judge you 
and they understand that everyone starts at their own starting point and everyone is fighting their own demons. Uh, my apologies if I rambled a little bit there, but it really is about those initial steps, that initial action. It's really, really hard. But then once you do it, you realize how much hidden support you had and how much strength within you you had. And I just, I wish I could go back and tell 400 plus pound Dave, you know, a couple of years ago that I can, I can start eating healthy and go to the gym and take it slow and not know what I'm doing. And, and it will, and it will work out, but you know, I guess I realized that eventually. So, <laughs> yes, you did. So you heard it from Dave because he talks about this all the time. Fight those demons mm -hmm. every day. Fight those demons every day. You heard him right here. Fight those demons every day. Find a group that's going to support you. That's not going to yeah. judge you. That's not going to be critical of you. That's going to hold you accountable. And remember, don't do this alone. Get some. Get someone to help you. You don't have to fight alone because we're strong because we're strong together as a team. This has been Men's Lifeline Podcast. Remember, be a man of action. You can do this and be the best version of yourself. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye.